Hey there, Patty Dominguez, and I want to thank you so much for checking out this episode number 40 of the Positioning to Profit podcast. Today, we're featuring Julie Tran, who is a leadership coach and founder of Leading AF. The AF stands for Asian females, which I thought was super clever. (laughs) And she talks about how she has created this movement of hers, why it's different, why it's so needed, and more about her differentiation, which I thought is super clever. She's also a proud foster mom and wife and an all around really fascinating individual. So you're going to uh, get to connect with Julie, hear about what she's got cooking, and I hope you love this episode as much as I loved hosting it with Julie Tran. Hey there, I'm Patty Dominguez. You're about to discover what it means to position your brand and your business to stand out. This show explores the stories of small business owners just like you who are bringing their message out to the world and impacting their tribe. So if you want to take your business to a category of one status, then hang with me because this podcast shares everything you need to know about how to be more prolific with your brand so that you can have more profits. Julie Tran, welcome to the Positioning to Profit podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Patty. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because I know we're going to have a really great conversation when the pre-conversation is always really fruitful. And I'm like, wait, 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 let's hit the record button. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, it's already starting to get juicy. I love it. <laughs> I know already. So you all are in for a very cool surprise because what I like about Julie already is that she left her corporate gig. Not that there's anything wrong with corporate, but it takes immense amount of balls to do that. So Tell me like in like your three minute story about your background prior to this new venture that you're doing now. Yeah, sure. And then I'll, I'll tie it into why I left corporate and then cre- creating my new uh, venture. Um, so my background is um, in corporate. I was a commercial real estate um, executive in the industry and um, had been doing that for how long? Like 15 years or something. Thought I loved it. You know, was really passionate about it. And then over time, it just started really grinding on me. Like I just didn't feel fulfilled, but I kept on putting it off and, and like just like surviving it, right? Cause there was like no impetus for me to make a change. Um, and I know I had mentioned this earlier too, but um, something that was very pivotal for me was um, becoming a foster parent. So my husband and I struggled with IVF for years and we got to the point where we we're just like, like we, we're, we're done with the process and then we started looking into adoption and then that one thing led to another and we decided to become foster parents. And when um, our two boys came into our lives, they've been with us for um, how many months now? 16 months now. Oh, wow. Yeah. We became brand new parents, like literally overnight they were, we got a call and then overnight they were at our home. Like we had nothing prepared. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, they came into our lives and it was such a gift for me in so many different levels um, because I was able to recognize that, wow, I'm so happy being here with them. And like, and anytime I would think about what I was doing before, like all these commitments that I had for work, like it would actually drain the energy from my body mm-hmm. as opposed to invigorating me. Like it felt when I was with my, my kids. And so, um, and so, you know, I just, I just made a decision because I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And, um, and I, and I say I make a decision. It's not like, you know, it happened like in a snap, right? It took a little while for me to train myself into thinking, oh, wait, I'm actually not like my corporate job isn't my identity. 
because mm-hmm. that's what I was stuck on for a long time. It's like, if I wasn't doing this, what am I going to be doing? And then I had to get with, oh, actually, Julie, you are quite smart and capable. You can be doing anything you want. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I, um, uh, around that time, this was about summer of last year, I, um, I quit my job and then I was looking for like what inspires me. Um, I created space for creation. This is something I talk about in my community a lot because a lot of times we get very burnt out and we have no space to even like recenter ourselves and understand like what makes us happy and what we want to do. So I created space for that and, um, and Leading AF was born because, um, so Leading AF is a community that develops driven Asian females into future leaders through coaching, live events, and sisterhood. Um, and that came to me because, first of all, I feel like just in my entire life experience, like, like it's just so aligned with my life experience from, you know, being Asian, of course, um, growing up with um, just very low self-esteem and never feeling like I fit in anywhere. And then working in corporate and um, and uh, never really like finding my voice, like I thought I did, but did it. It never really felt right. And um, and you know, I had the opportunity at my last corporate job to um, really step up to be a visible, powerful leader. But I didn't want to do it. It's like I was half in, half out. And so I knew that if I was working, if I was dealing with this. So are so many people in my community. And so Leading AF started um, to serve our community where there's so many Asian women who, um, who, who don't feel like, who don't have a voice or there's just something missing or they're burnt out and they haven't stepped into leadership in a powerful way and in a way where they feel freedom and ease. So they shy away from it. Um, so, so Yeah. Okay, so Julie, what's really cool about what you're saying is that you really assess that there was a need in the market in the Asian community. And I'm curious, when you said that, did do you think it's a cultural thing or do you think there's a lack of Asian women leaders and you're looking to fill that gap? You know, I think it's like um, a chicken or the egg situation. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cultural thing why um, a lot of women and Asian women um, don't feel authentic stepping into a leadership role um, at the executive level or, you know, at the CEO level or like even just starting their own businesses. Um, and um, I, I think there's also like a, a mindset. So culturally, there's a mindset um, barrier with that. Um, you know, there's a lot of resources out there for personal development and leadership development. And I attend a ton of these, this stuff, so like, I'm very familiar with it. Um, and what I notice is a lot of, um, there are not a lot of Asian women or Asians in general participating in this. And so yeah. my theory is, is twofold. One, it's a cultural barrier as in terms of, you know, um, we pride ourselves in being able to be independent, right? And doing things on our own and figuring things out on our own and, and something like health is something is very, um, it doesn't align with our cultural values. It sounds odd, but it, it just re- kind of doesn't. And so, so we're not participating because culturally, it just doesn't feel aligned to ask for help, mm. right? It's almost like a sign of weakness. 
mm-hmm. um, which, you know, like, uh, which is probably why, you know, there's a lot of mental illness in the Asian community as well, where um, my community is just not even talking about it. Um, so that's kind of a sidebar. Um, but, and then the other thing is, you know, perhaps they're also not participating in this because there's nobody talking to them yet. Right. Cause the, it's so interesting because when I was introduced to you by our mutual friend, Tara Romano, and I saw what you did. And then you, and then you talked about Asian women and leadership. And I was like, that's so interesting. And I've been now an entrepreneur since 2013, January of 2013. I'm like, I don't ever recall there being an Asian woman leading a cause like what you're talking about. Uh So very specifically. So I'm like, wow, I think this is a blue ocean opportunity. So with that said, are you finding that people are connecting with the message that you have? And if so, what is the core message? Is it leadership? Is it self-love? Because I've been scoping you out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think is hitting the mark and is getting attention? Yeah, well, I think that um, everybody I talk to has been like, this is needed. Thank God you're doing this. Like, like, it should have been done before, (laughs) you know? Um, So it's really resonating with my community. And um, my message, um, I mean, you know, when we talk about leadership, right, it's not isolated from the rest of your life. Everything is so interconnected, as as you know, and as most of your audience knows. So um, my my marketing is all about leadership, and my message, which I totally fully believe, um, and you know, this is so so um, much of like a big part of who I am, is being an authentic leader, being your own personal brand of leadership not the way that society tells you to be, because I think that that's the miss for why, as to why so many of us in our culture don't really take it to that next level is because they feel like, and I'm kind of, I say they, but I'm talking about myself and to myself, Mm -hmm. um, feel like it's not for them. It doesn't resonate with them because they're acting and they're being somebody that they're not. But what if we can be so authentic to who we are that we just organically embody being a leader. And that's the message that I want to spread is that you don't have to be like what people say you should be. Just be who you are. Get back to who you are and live life on your terms and you'll organically be a leader. That's beautiful. And so what is it that you offer? Like, what is it coaching? What's your program? Yeah. So I offer coaching. I offer leadership coaching Mm -hmm. and within my community, it's a, right now it's a, it's a free private community where I provide coaching um, content on like a regular basis to get people. I mean, my main um, goal of that is to spread awareness about what leading AF is and the mission of it. Ultimately we're breaking the bamboo ceiling. Have you heard of that term before? Yes, I have. (laughs) We're breaking the bamboo ceiling. It exists. It doesn't need to. And I really think that, um, you know, um, so much of it, not entirely, there's a lot of structural things out there that um, needs to be addressed. But so much of it also has to do with our um, internal psychology, right? And so what the approach I take is the internal psychology. Mm -hmm. And like, what is stopping you from 
from taking that next step? What is it about, you know, um, that next move that's scary? Or, you know, even things like, like we address things that, that are very fundamental to our culture, which is um, people pleasing, you know? Like within our culture, for example, um, I, I love so many things about it. And it's such a big part of who I am. And I'm so proud to be a Vietnamese American immigrant. Mm -hmm. I literally was born at a refugee camp and my parents like risked their lives. Like they almost died at sea getting us here. And so I'm so proud of my culture. And at the same time, I've gotten to the point where I'm recognizing that some of the things that, that I'm proud of, it has, there's another side to it, you know, like um, a few of the, our cultural um, quote unquote stereotypes are working really hard, respecting your elders and, um, and working really hard, respecting your elders and uh, what's the, the, uh, working really hard, respecting your elders and um, not questioning authority, right? Mm -hmm. So all those things, all those things work for us um, to an extent. That's given us some, a lot of achievement in life. You know, we're um, considered the model minority because we work really hard and we don't really um, ruffle any feathers or rock the boat. We just kind of like, you know, um, we just stay really focused. And the thing is that works to an extent. It gives us a lot of achievement. The problem is we become, it gets dangerous when we become people pleasers because we don't question authority because we're, we're programmed to respect our elders, right? Well, there's nothing wrong with that, but we, it's just not natural for us to question authority. And we also base, base our worth on how hard we work. Right. It's you so know? good because, I mean, typically when... I'll talk to d different coaches or different people that offer this type of guidance to other people. I'll say, okay, well, what is it that makes you different? And inherently what leading AF, and I'm assuming it stands for Asian females, right? Yeah. Which I think is so genius. <laughs> leading <Thank AF>. Because <laughs> it's genius and memorable. And it, to me, it gives an indication of, of where your brand personality is, you know, by right. saying AF, which is really clever. Thank but you. When you look at that from a differentiation standpoint, everything you stand for is really, in my interpretation, based on what you're saying, is really rooted in honoring these cultural conditioning elements that really make you who you are at the core. But it, it's almost like it's time for a new iteration of that so that mm -hmm. it's really honoring the cultural side of yourself and the cultural traditions, but saying it's okay to step into your greatness and inherently, I know like from what you're saying, it's like just honoring who you can be, who you really are at the root, right? And mm -hmm. so it is possible to have both, but without sacrificing or compromising what you really want, if that yeah. makes any sense. To me, it's just like resonating so deeply that the differentiation is very, very clear. Which yeah. Is like. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It, like I, I know that we can simultaneously um, celebrate our culture yes. and acknowledge everything that it's done for us and yes. our contribution to it and vice versa. And at the same time, be, have the courage to recognize what's working for us and what's not, yeah. you know, because the impact is like, just look around. There's a huge leadership gap in the Asian community. 
Yeah. That's the impact. And if we continue to, to keep on doing things the way we've been doing and, and keeping our mental models and our possibilities mm-hmm. limited, what is that message that does that send to our brothers and sisters and our children, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. So curious for you, like what um, have you tried on the marketing side of things that has not worked? Um, what have I tried on the marketing thing? Oh, <laughs> this is funny. I love this question because you were talking about the name of leading AF. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I couldn't even start my business until I had a name. And so I was playing with different names out there and I wanted it to be an acronym. So leading AF, um, can also, the acronym for that is also laugh, which is okay. like joy and fun, which is something that was really important to me. Um, and, but initially, but initially it was loud Asian females. And um, everybody that, okay, so when I spoke to my, my Asian friends and contacts, they were like very concerned, like, no, 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 that's, that's not appropriate, <laughs> right? Um, but when I would speak to my friends who are non-Asians, they're like, oh, that's cute. Okay, we're about halfway through with this episode, but I wanted to make sure that you knew about my new positioning to profit quiz so that you can discover how to use the key pillars of positioning to give yourself the ultimate edge for your business. It's an assessment, personalized plan of action to overcome these roadblocks that are keeping you from even more profit. So head on over to positioningquiz.com. All right, let's continue with the show. You know, but I realized that I... They're not my audience. I have to serve right. my audience and my community. Exactly. And so, um, you know, so that didn't work. But something better was born out of it, which is leading AF. Yeah, for sure. It's so good. Because it, 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 initially when um, I was introduced to you and I saw the name, I'm like, leading AF. Okay, get it. But then I'm like, the whole Asian side of it, I'm like, oh, that's so clever. You know? Yeah, and I'm so glad you got that. Um, because still some people to this day, which it gets me a little bit like, you know, oh, maybe it's not clear enough, but some people still um, doesn't, they don't connect with like what the meaning of that right away. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you have to explain to people what it is, it, there's like, you know, you don't necessarily want to do that um, yeah. when you're marketing. So, um, but thank you for getting here right away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's an interesting question that I think I already know the answer, but I'd love to hear from you is like, what do you think is an untapped opportunity in your marketing? Right. So when, because you're marketing specifically to Asian females, like where do you think your, your marketing is headed? Um, because I'm marketing to Asian females. Yeah. You know, um, right now, uh, and I'm not sure if this answers your question, but right now it's uh, my target is Asian females, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm I'm the long game is to shift the mindset to go going from mostly like you know it is what it is to oh wait I can create my own possibilities and I have the power to do that right mm-hmm. and um, and then uh, um, the mindset of also investing in yourself. Yes. So get the coaching or whether it's from me or somebody else, go to transformational events. I've attended a ton of them. I'm still participating in them now, you know, just build a team around you to support you in this. Um, and, and what I see for leading AF down the line is for me to, to host my own transformational, like three day events 
because there's nothing like that out there right now that serves my community directly. And I know, I know that I can get through to them and resonate <clears throat> with them. Uh, and I've already done I that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I have a friend of mine. Um, she is a leadership coach for women in Japan. So she works with the Japanese market for, for women executives. Um, and her big thing was, yeah, like there, like, culturally, she said in Japan, people don't really recognize that they need this because there's no awareness. So part of mm-hmm. her challenge has been building awareness of how this is going to make you a better professional, a better person, a better, so it not only impacts you professionally, but personally. So for you, it sounds to me like there's that same element of almost education, letting them know like how, wow, this is such a critical piece to having a more, a fuller life, if you will. And that's been so almost like a bridge, right? A bridge to get them to identify, like, if you have this, then you'll have more success and more fulfillment and all of that. And so that it's so interesting that you're saying the same thing. It's here in the US, like her market is in Japan and it's solely Japan, if, if I'm understanding correctly what she does. But it sounds like it's really blue ocean for you in providing that level of awareness for people, it's not as saturated as the the regular market, right? Where yeah, there's different entrepreneurs and there's leadership and mindset and this and that. Like you literally have an untapped market, which is super exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. And then to that point, I don't want to be the only one. Like I want to build up other women in my community <clears throat> so that they can go out and do the same thing, if not better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, because like you said, it's just this blue ocean out there right now. And there's such a big opportunity um, for us to empower one another. And yeah. the, the more we can come together to do that, the better, the stronger we, we are and the stronger we will be in chopping down this dang bamboo ceiling that I keep yeah. talking about. I love that. I love yeah. that. And it's really exciting to see. Okay. So some random questions for you, person, place, or a thing. What are three things that inspire you? Person, place, or thing. Um, three things that inspire me. Okay. So I get very inspired by space. <laughs> Just like, I know it's like, I'm not even a scientist. I get very inspired by like, why are we here? Yeah. You know, like, what is our purpose here? And like, there must be a bigger plan or I don't know. I, um, there just must be something bigger than us, like in what you see. And so I just, I'm, I'm, I'm very inspired by, you know, by what's out there. Um, and to me, that's like the space and the sun and the moon and the galaxies, like all that stuff. Right. And I like mm-hmm. to picture myself like, bigger than just me in this body. So that's very inspiring for me. Um, my sons, for sure. Um, because, um, you know, I felt very, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, um, I think I might've mentioned this earlier in the show, but I had suffered from anxiety and depression for a long time. And mm-hmm. I forgot, and I was just very serious. Like I remember one, I remember one morning I was getting ready for work and I was looking in the mirror and well, this is while I was still working at corporate. I was looking into my eyes, like really looking into my eyes that morning. And I was like, like, who are you? <laughs> you know, yeah. like I just, I was just very sad and tired and, um, and it was just, everything was just so serious and significant. 
Um, and the, when the boys came into my life, it brought back like the feeling of what joy, like into your cells, like what that feels like. Yeah. You know? um, How old are your boys, by the way? Right now they're six and uh, two and a half. Yeah, that's why. Because um, kids that are under seven, by the under the age of seven, are more in theta brain state. Their brainwave state is more theta, so they're more creative, imaginative. That's why I remember when my son was that little, like you could literally give him a piece of string and he'd fabricate these tremendous stories. And it's just so exploratory and creative, and they elevate that sense of joy which is what I gathered from it. And I didn't really recognize that was the case when I had them being so little. Cause I was like, you I was all serious and corporate and like corporate burnout and the whole thing. And it wasn't until you really understand like how kids by the very nature of the way that they work. And it's up until the age of seven and then seven, yeah. they start to get conditioned in the 3d world around judgment, getting made fun of and this and that. It's like, let me project you in the bubble, you know, to make you the strongest, best version of yourself up until the age of seven. And that's why, that's why probably Ah. like they brought that sense of joy to you because my, um, a client and friend of mine, um, she's a healer also. She talks about how money follows joy, money follows Mm -hmm. fun. And when you're all serious and all that stuff, it's like you're depleting and energetically you feel it because of the way you feel being like the fact that you said, I looked into the mirror, like, oh, am I so exhausted? It's like that you're clearly were incongruent, right? Mm -hmm. Just there wasn't flow of any kind. It's so good to hear that your kids brought that sense of joy for you. Yeah. And I, and I love that you explained that you brought that perspective into it. Um, and, uh, and for me, you know, um, their, their joy was just like very, it was just so contagious, right? It's like, we talk mm-hmm. about waves of vibration and everything. It was just so contagious and they could get, they can just be happy just standing there doing nothing. Right. It's so cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah. I would take them, I hadn't been to Disneyland in ages, but I took them to Disneyland when I was back out in California a few months ago. And they were just like so happy. And it made me excited because they were so excited. And it was just like this, like, like mutual creation, you know? Yeah, it's um, the best. It's the, it's the best. Um, so yeah, they just, their joy um, from nothing. Like they just <laughs> generate joy out of nothing. That really inspires yeah. me. And um, what also really inspires me is being of service. Like it gives me the biggest high when I know that I made a difference in somebody's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so if you weren't an entrepreneur, what would you be doing as a career? Do you think? Um, If I wasn't an entrepreneur, uh, what would I be doing? I would be a full-time foster mom. Mm, Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. There's such a big need out there. And, um, you know what, I'm going to add something else to that is I would be running a nonprofit to spread awareness about foster care Mm -hmm. because, um, when most people, most people don't even think about foster care, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and when they do, there's a like negative connotation to it. So I would be running a nonprofit to, um, make it part of everyday conversation and shift the angle of which people think, shift the lens of what people think about foster care. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And what's a surprising business trend that you never expected to see? Hmm. 
Great question. I don't know if I've ever thought about this before. Okay, what's a surprising business trend? Um, you know, um, 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 I would say personal brand. I grew up in marketing was not something that, that I did commercial real estate, right? Yeah. I was an investor, right? Um, so, so I have some experience in marketing, but it never was like a big part of what I did. Um, but now that I'm an entrepreneur and working on my brand, um, and also just like with the, with the whole sort of sea change in influencers and, you know, uh, mm -hmm. digital marketing, um, I, the younger me would have never, ex would have, was not present to the importance of first personal brand and how that has taken off. Yeah, it's, it's so critical. And it's the reason why people will connect to you as opposed to somebody else, even though most people will say, well, my mousetrap is better. We talked a little bit about that on the pre-roll. It's like, mm -hmm. people don't do it for the accreditations or the certifications you have, but for the hope that they see that you provide for them and for the KLT, no like and trust factor. That's totally. really what that's about. And then so and all, and just and adding to that too, they want to have fun with you. Exactly. Exactly. I, Patty, when I read your website, I was like, oh, Patty's my girl. She's like referencing um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and she does ketogenic and she loves carbs. <laughs> I was going to say, and then the yeah. other one is like, which came up one time where they're like, so you don't like country music, huh? I'm like, nope. And I don't apologize for it. You know what I mean? Because I have oh something God. in my about page where that, so I said, if you like country music, we could still be friends or something. Yeah. Cause like I talked about my iPad playlist. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love that. By the way, I said, <laughs> oh my God, because I was like, wow, are we the same person? Because I also dislike country music. Oh, big time. Big <laughs> like time. I will listen. I have super eclectic taste in music. I listen to everything, but country doesn't almost never makes the cut. Me neither. It's like, <laughs> there's no reason for it. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. So as we're wrapping up, what um, positioning advice would you give someone who is looking to grow their business? And the reason I say this is because you have this beautifully crafted blue ocean positioning opportunity. What would, uh, what advice would you give? Sure. Um, what I would give is what the advice I would give is really hone in on the problem that you're solving and for mm -hmm. whom, yeah. you know, and the message you want to send is before target audience, you've, you experienced this and felt this way. I have a solution for you after you can feel this and, ex and have that problem solved, mm -hmm. you know, so that can get, if you can position yourself to, to address that before and after that solving that problem, then just makes, first of all, you're going to feel really passionate about what you do because you're clear. And second of all, your audience is just going to come to you uh, because you're so clear and you're so passionate and you're just going to be talking to them. So it just takes out a lot of like guesswork, which is where the world I was swimming in before until I got clear. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. That's yeah. exactly it. Because at the end of the day, entrepreneurs, we provide solutions to people's problems and that's how we add value in the world. So I couldn't agree with you more. Um, okay, Julie, how do people get in touch with you to find out more about leading AF and what you have going? Awesome. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram handle, which is lead with Julie Tran. 
lead with Julie Tran and any of the other links that you're going to find in the show notes of the positioning to profit podcast. Julie, thank you so much for being on the show. I think we should definitely catch up with another show because I want to see the evolution of what you've created with leading AF because I absolutely believe it's something that is so needed and this is like primed for just complete domination, <laughs> uh, which is really exciting to see because I don't see that all too often where things are just like, oh my God, this is so clear. That yeah. people this. So it's a lot, it's really, really exciting time for you. Awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. And it was such a pleasure jamming with you here. Yeah. I had so much fun. <laughs> Um, And definitely, I would love to come back. Thank you so much for checking out the Positioning to Profit podcast. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And also, it would mean the world to me if you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast player. It really helps to get the word out about the podcast and, of course, the featured guests. And lastly, please make sure to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm on all of them and use hashtag positioning to profit so that I can search you out and connect that way too. All right. Thanks so much. See you next time.